It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to on a Thursday edition of the podcast. As you probably can hear, my voice is struggling today. So you're going to hear a lot of audio from other players and coaches from BYU on today's show. You're going to hear from Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. You also hear from Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, as well as an interview with Keanu Saliapaga, BYU starting right tackle, a guy who was once committed to USC. Some guys that all have connections to Southern California getting you ready for this USC game on Saturday afternoon. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor on this podcast, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as Vivid Seats and MyBookie. We'll tell you about all three of those companies as today's show progresses. So let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for September 12th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Thursday. A lot to get to on today's show. We're going to kick things off today talking with Aaron Roderick, BYU passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, myself and Jay Drew from the Deseret News. Still, still weird to say that Jay Drew works for the Deseret News. I'm not going to lie. Me and him were uh, tag teaming, kind of a back and forth interview with Aaron Roderick before Jay had to skip off to another interview. So you'll hear his voice early in this interview before I kind of take over to finish things out. But some great thoughts on Zach Wilson running RPOs, Jaron Hall's status, as well as just facing off against USC and the familiarity between the two staffs as the Cougars and the Trojans set to do battle on. Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ABC. So let's get to it. This is Aaron Roderick right here on Locked on Cougars. What percentage through two games is, has that got it right as far as making that decision? Um, it's pretty high. Yeah, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know the exact number right now, but um, he's a good decision maker. Most of the time he's going the right place with the ball. And, but part of the RPO world is sometimes... You know, sometimes you're wrong, and then it looks bad. You know, it can it can look bad when you throw a ball on third and one. Uh-huh. Um, and um, but he's been very good at, with his decision making. And I thought um, the RPO was probably the best part of our you know mm-hmm. our win last week. How's how does Jaron do with it? He's very good as well because you know they're they're very similar in style. They both have a quick release, good decision makers, and they've got good quick feet. And so, um, and they're both athletic. You know, sometimes with RPOs, you don't always get a chance to get your feet set perfectly. And both of those guys can throw accurately in, you know, sometimes not the best body position. You talked about kind of that threshold. Like, there's a certain amount of guys that will kind of get freelance a little bit with that RPO. Is there a threshold yeah. of the, this percentage we want you guys to be at in terms of your decision making? Or does that even matter? Well, we want to be right every time. And, yeah. and um, but there are times when there's some gray area. You know, the last play of the game, the that was an RPO, and the, there was a lot of people in the box. And you know, technically by rule, you would you would say throw it here. But we we're on the six yard line. It's first and goal, yeah. and you got four downs to get it in there. So there's some 
there's some decision making where the, the quarterback becomes a bit of a coach saying, I've got four downs here. I'm going to hand this one off and see if we can see if we can push the pile a little bit. So there's, uh, you know, when you run RPOs, you are putting a lot of a lot of weight on the quarterback's shoulders. Jaron, didn't, we didn't see him against Tennessee. Yeah. Is, is that still part of the offense? He was just, yeah, he was just really sick that week. Uh, oh, okay. we, we didn't we didn't announce anything, but uh-huh. he had a really bad week. Uh, was was flu-like symptoms all week, didn't practice. We, we still tried to have a few plays ready for him in the game. He wasn't feeling well. And so, uh, you know, this week he's, he's been practicing more. Um, he, had a, he had a rough week last week, yeah. So you don't he's, call that the wildcat or anything? No, nah, he's, he's a player. He's a player on our team that can line up anywhere and do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, he can play quarterback, receiver, running back. And uh, I think this season you'll see him do a lot more things. I know you and Jeff are up in the box. When you see Micah break on that pass, that 64-yard pass, yeah. What were your guys' thoughts? Were you guys just as surprised maybe he was seeing that kind of go out like it did? Yeah, because in that there's no good play call for that situation. Yeah. You just you just you just call a play that you practice all the time and and trust in the fact that okay we know this play everyone knows their assignments and and uh, you just hope that that something good happens and um, you know they they made a mistake and we were running a play that we run every single day over and over and um, Zach made a good decision and Micah made a play and so. Um, Part of it, I think, was the fact that we own that play that we ran, and part of it was they made a mistake and we were ready to capitalize on it. You're a guy who's recruited Southern California for a lot of your career yeah. here. What is USC kind of, what do they like in the recruiting world, especially in that area of the world? Well, they still get just about anybody they want in Southern California, still. And, and they're hard to beat. The best, they're really hard to beat great um, you know most kids in Southern California um, grow up wanting to play at USC whether they admit it or not they do and they've always had great personnel all the years I've played against them that that's just one of those teams where in pregame warm-ups you look over there and go wow look at those guys you know it's like that's just how it is and there's a few games a year usually where it's like that and they're like top of the list for me uh, maybe the one year we played Alabama in the Sugar Bowl that was a similar experience you look over there and say man Look at them. How are we going to beat those guys? Then that's that's USC. They're they're like that. Do you, I ask this question, Dre. Do you do you let your guys know like, hey, these guys are really really talented, or do you just kind of ignore that? Yeah, our players are smart. They okay. They they look at the film. They, they know. They figure it out. They go, wow, look, that guy's good. Okay. I got to play my best this week. They know it. So you know, we don't need to say a lot. I think they're smart enough to see it on the film, and and uh, and I think our players are excited to test themselves against. Uh, a great team. Their defensive line, Jay Tufele is a local kid that plays a lot of the defensive line. What do you see from that group in particular in terms of your quarterbacks facing off against guys like that? Yeah, Jay Tufele is a great player. <laughs> He's so athletic. You know, I timed him in the 40 at, at a camp one year oh, and uh, when he was in high school, and uh, he ran pretty fast. He was, he was, he was flying. He can run. Um, their, their whole D-line is just big and athletic, and they're deep. You know, they can rotate guys in there, and they can pass rush and stop the run, and they're, you know, they're, they're, I don't see a weakness. It's, it's going to be a similar test to our first game. How familiar are you with Coach, uh, Chad Kauha down there? Yeah, we, I coached with Chad at Utah. We've been good, great friends for a long time. Um, I know their linebacker coach, Johnny Nansen, really, very well. Um, I know... Uh, uh, Coach Baxter, their tight end special teams coach. I mean, we just a lot of ties. Yeah, we know we know those guys well, and 
And, uh, and I've been telling our players that they're going to respect us because our relationship with their coaches, Kalani's relationship with their coaches, they're not going to come in here and take us lightly. They'll be prepared. When you guys have those connections to other coaches, do you guys almost go off of reputation of what you know about these guys in terms of preparing in a way? I don't know if it helps or not. I just I just know that I knowing that they I know the coaches are good coaches and I know they'll have their team prepared and that we're not going to sneak up on anybody. Uh, USC is a not only a talented team but a very well coached team that will be uh, they'll be squared away in every facet of the game and we have to be ready. In terms of Zach in particular, what do you feel like is his biggest asset in his game right now? Um, I, th- I think he's been a really good decision maker. You know, I mean, he 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 made two bad decisions in the first game, and uh, and then and then he he made a lot of good decisions in that game too. They just got overshadowed. And then uh, I thought this week, you know, he took really good care of the ball. And when he takes care of the ball, uh, which which is something he did well last year, all last season. Um, gives us a chance you know anytime you have zero turnovers you're gonna have a great chance to win so as long as he keeps making good decisions I think the you know we're playing some pretty good defenses I think the points and the yards and you know the big numbers that everybody wants to see I think that stuff's gonna come in time Mm -hmm. Um, but I hope people understand these these teams are good you know it's not like you just go up and down the field against against the teams we're playing right now it's it's gonna be a fight every week and and um We'll keep getting better, and, and I think I think there's great things in store. You mean it's not the NCAA, the video yeah. game? No, yeah, this isn't a video game. You're right, and and I, you know I tell I I still talk to some of my old teammates and stuff, and that want to revel in the glory days. And it's like, hey, we, we used to play eight or nine teams a year. We just knew we were going to kick the crap out of them. And now now it's every week's a fight. We're playing good teams, good defenses, and we got to execute to score. Aaron, thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure. There you go, Aaron Roderick. And interesting to hear that Jaron Hall actually wasn't feeling well in the lead-up to that game. They kept that pretty much under wraps. I was under the impression he was good to go. But if he's back to full health, expect to see him as part of the football attack on offense. Just see him part of the offense for BYU. We'll see what that kind of takes form as when they face off against USC this week. Kind of an interesting note there. Uh, we'll take a time out here, come back on the other side. I'm not going to subject you guys to listening to my awful voice today. So we'll come back on the other side. We'll let you hear from uh, Gennaro Guilford, a guy who grew up in Los Angeles, very familiar with USC and what it means to kids from that area. We'll get to that next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about one of today's title sponsors on the show, and that is our good friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last them a lifetime. You can watch your favorite teams, artists, or even just go out to the theater with Vivid Seats and the Vivid Seats app, guys. It helps you find seats to any of your favorite live events you go on that app you can search it out pick what you want and pay right there it's fantastic they also have a brand new program the loyalty rewards program with vivid seats where you are rewarded for the purchases you're making to go to these events you get a certain percentage back each time you make a purchase it's a fantastic way to get to the events you're already going to go to download the app on the app store or google play and check it out guys of course all vivid seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100 guarantee and right now they have a great offer going on right now if you enter the promo code kickoff at checkout receive a discount up to $100 through the rest of this month it's a fantastic way like I said to get some money back on the events you'd already be going to check them out the vivid seats app and vivid seats proud partner of locked on cougars and the locked on podcast network it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles 
including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are driving around, even just at home, use your smart devices, your smartphones, your smart speakers. Tell them, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you always stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news as we aim to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news on this daily podcast, all focused on the BYU Cougars. All right, let's get to another interview here. Had a chance to speak with Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, a guy who grew up in Los Angeles, came to BYU, a guy who really understands what USC means to kids from Los Angeles and the greater Southern California area. He also talked a lot about his cornerback group and facing off against an air raid attack that USC will deploy on Saturday. So let's get to it. Gennaro Guilford with myself right here on Locked on Cougars. You're a kid who grew up in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. This game against USC, does it have any added significance for you in terms of you being from that area? No, not at all. You know, I have some friends on the on the staff, so we'll get together and say what's up and stuff like that. But man, at the at the end of the day, uh, my time is over, so it's uh, time to get the kids ready and um, get them motivated and just ready to play. Can you speak a little bit to what USC means to kids in Southern California, though? Oh, I mean, it's it's a huge huge deal as far as being a, a LA kid and even um, a California kid. You know, um, growing up, they were they were um, always one of the, one of the pretty much top teams around, you know, so um, it means a lot to get that uh, get that 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 home offer, you know. Um, so we have a few California kids, but uh, at the same time, man, uh, they're here now, and um, hopefully they have a little chip on their shoulders and, and be ready to play. Did you grow up a UCLA or USC guy? Total, total USC guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, they're both fairly close, but SC is probably – four miles from yeah. <laughs> from my mom's house and um just the guys that i knew growing up uh they were all just usc guys and so um definitely usc Turning the attention towards the field, Kalani said during his press conference on Monday that he's familiar with this air raid system because of having played here at BYU. Do you feel the same thing? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, um, especially being being around uh, Norm, Norm Chow a lot and stuff like that, man. Uh, um, it's definitely going to be a, a, a tough, tough task. Um, you know, you can't just kind of sit back and, and play zone. They'll just pick you apart. So um, we have to do some things to try to try to slow them down and force them into some uh, mistakes and uh, hopefully it pays off. What have you told you guys about playing against this type of a system so far this week? Um, try to try to prevent the, the, the big plays, you know what I'm saying? Um, if we can if we can somehow slow them down a little bit and um, prevent the just the, the big plays, the, the big, big touchdowns and stuff like that, um, we'll uh, give ourselves a fighting chance um, and give our give our offense the ball and try to let them do do what they do um and then uh i mean it's it's just it, it's gonna be tough because they have athletes all, all over the field you know they have four and five star wideouts they got probably five or six of them you know all the old linemen and running backs quarterbacks and stuff like that but at the same time once you get to this level um 
nobody has has any stars anymore. So everybody has to has to prove it, and that's that's the mentality of our room. You know, make guys prove it to you. How do you feel your cornerbacks did against Tennessee last week? Well, I think we did did decent. You know, there's uh, always room for improvement as we watch the game. Um, you know, we have to tackle better, be um, um, assignment sound. You know, um, and being able to make the plays when the when the plays uh, presented. You know, uh, so hopefully uh, this week I can I can get them ready for for what they got coming and. Um, just kind of just kind of go from there we saw Malik Moore take some reps at the cornerback what kind of precipitated that move and how's he done so far oh you know he he's done good we had to move him over um we had some guys down so um we felt like it was a good a good move for him I mean he started he started corner with me um when he first got here so I mean he kind of already knew my, my my coaching my coaching style and the schemes and stuff I'm uh expecting from him so um he came over and did a good job and you know we'll we'll uh, see how he does this week i think people are wondering when dimitri gallo is finally going to see extensive action can you talk a little bit about what he's done so far and where he's at at this point yeah. man getting better every every single day you know um a guy who's who who set out last year so he's trying to get his legs under him a little bit you know um but i mean he's he's probably one of the better man and man guys that we have you know um and uh working them in slowly but surely you know he, he played more last week than he played the first week and um we'll probably continue to continue to work him in every week you know um just just kind of go from there as much as as much as he can handle um that's how much that's how much <laughs> you know I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give him but um, at the same time he's i have to I have to make sure that he's um assignment sound you know um that's our thing as far as our our, our defense since we've been here as far as um, just being assignment sound not not trying to give a big plays you know um, and that's that's one thing that we're very very big on I mean, we've we've give, given up a lot of big plays over, over these last two weeks probably more than we've given up in the two game span mm-hmm. since we've been here and that's and that's just not it's it's, it's not us you know so um, we have to do better so um, it's, it's hard for me to put guys in if they're not assignment sound they had a freshman quarterback who had a pretty impressive performance in his first start Great, last yeah. week yeah. as teaching your guys against cornerbacks going against a true freshman does that you said earlier there's stars don't matter at this yeah. level mm-hmm. but seeing a guy like that do what he did in his first start does that change anything in terms of your preparation and getting your guys ready can you do anything to attack him i guess i mean no man i mean he's he's a good kid impressive yeah you know um you can't you can't take away what he did against a great a great team i mean stanford's a good team they've always, they've always been uh good on good on defense and he went out there and put damn near 400 yards up <laughs> i mean so you know i want to say three touchdowns or whatever yeah. whatever whatever it was but um at the same time we have to respect him and respect what he does and um we we have to do what we can do on our end to get better you know so that's all we're worried about now is just getting better on our end, making sure that we're in the, the, the right place at the right time, and um, hopefully just try to take advantage of, of, of anything that we can. General, thanks so much. 
Yep, appreciate you. There you go, Gennaro Guilford, and can't thank him enough for taking the time. And you can tell, USC, you grew up a USC fan. He understands what it means to guys from Southern California, but he's also excited to see his young players go out there and play against this air raid attack. I think it's going to be much more balanced than most people think with this air raid because USC, they've traditionally always had strong running backs, and they already have those guys in place. And I think that Graham Harrell's kind of conundrum with this is to balance both going with the true air raid system, but also balancing that with some stout running backs that can pick up critical yardage. It's going to be an interesting thing for BYU to defend on Saturday. We'll break into that a little bit more in detail tomorrow. Hopefully my voice sounds a little bit better by then. Don't want to subject you guys too much to this awful mess that's going on here. Anyways, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the other side, let you hear from Keanu Saliapaga, a guy who once upon a time was committed to USC, ultimately decommitted and then joined BYU, is now the starting right tackle on BYU's offensive line. You'll hear from him next. Before we do that, though, do you need to tell you about one of today's sponsors on the show, and that is our good friends with MyBookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Well, of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I would recommend you guys go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't tell you guys to go out and bet on losers every week. You guys, If you guys think you're smart with this, if you guys are going to go out and bet on games, use MyBookie. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Do you know how you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half looks like your bet is going to lose, you always can just take the other side. They have in-game prop bets. It's a fantastic way to stay in the game and enjoy it to the max. Go join now MyBookie and will double, excuse me, join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. All you got to use all you've got to do is use the promo code locked on to activate this offer. That's promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Visit mybookie.ag today to sign up. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. All right, guys, we'll get to Keanu Saliapaga in a minute. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the podcast. And, of course, that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. They're asking each and every one of their members right now, what's your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing your home doesn't have to cost you anything or even hardly at all. And with rates still low, now is a great time to go about refinancing your mortgage and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month guys. It's a fantastic way to put some money right back into your pocket. It's hard-earned money. You guys go to work every day. Might as well save as much of it as you can. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, fifth home, or just an investment property, they are ready to help. Call them. 801-456-7070. 801-456-7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how membership and eligibility required OAC terms and conditions apply equal housing lender all right, final segment of today's edition of Locked On Cougars. And, of course, we're going to get to another player interview here. I had a chance to speak with Keanu Saliapaga, former USC commit, a guy who was a defensive lineman most of his life, now the starting right tackle for BYU on the offensive line. Great interview, a guy that I really enjoyed talking to. I was excited to catch up with him. So here we go. Keanu Saliapaga with myself right here on Locked On Cougars. Let's start here. You're a Southern California guy who actually committed to USC once upon a time. What does USC mean to kids that grow up? in Southern California, the L.A. area? Uh, I know as for me and my family, uh, it was a pretty big deal, you know, watching uh, 
the the older teams with like Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Raymond Lunga, people like that. So uh, it was a pretty big deal growing up, and it, it was always a, a school that I always dreamed of going to. So when I got the chance to commit, it was it was like a dream come true. Now that you're here at BYU, kind of what's the experience been like for you? Man, so uh, at once I, I stepped foot on campus and uh, starting to get to know the coaches and the um, professors here and everything, it's been nothing but the best. I feel like I'm in the, the best position possible in my life at this time, and I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. We saw you make a shift last year midway through fall camp from the defensive line to the offensive line. Now you got a year under your belt to play in this position. How do you feel it's gone? Man, I feel like it's everything's going as, as it should be. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in God, and he has a plan. So everything, all these twists and turns that are happening, you know, I just go with the flow and just um, getting the start last year at O-line for the first time in my life. Uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it's always football. Football is always going to be football, so... When it comes to playing on the interior of the offensive line, now you're playing on at tackle. What's the biggest difference? Um, I think the biggest difference is just uh, as far as passes is the sets. There's a lot. Um, you got to take a lot more steps um, in your pass sets more than guard. But other than that, uh, I feel like it's it's been the best for me because um, I see I've I've seen the field on both sides of the ball, and now I see it on both um, left and right on uh, of the ball. So I feel like it's benefited me a lot. Had you played offensive line at any point in your life before you made the switch? I've never played offensive line ever. Until last Until year. last year, last season fall camp, yeah. Okay, so being a guy who's a relative newcomer to the position, what's been the biggest thing to adjust to? Um, probably just the offensive mindset. Um, defense, you know, you, you get a lot, of, a lot more freedom um, to play with games and twists and things like that. And being able to read the offense while on offense you have assignments and uh, – a lot more technical steps to take and how to approach defenders and what look to. So I think that's the biggest thing, just uh, having having to have more knowledge on the field in one play. When you look at the film of USC in particular, what do you see this week? Uh, I've seen a, a, a really talented D-line, uh, fast, um, fast DBs. They have a fast um, backfield. And uh, I feel like it's going to be a, another great challenge for um, uh, me and the O-line and, and the whole team to – to show the country and the whole world what were possible when we go against a certain team of that caliber. Does it add anything for you knowing this game is going to be on ABC network television? Um, like I just told somebody else a minute ago, uh, I take every game the same. Okay. So no matter who I'm playing, uh, what stage, TV, fans, no fans, you know, I just approach the game the same every every game. I guess the last thing for me is what um, has been, I guess, your favorite part about being in Utah now that you've been here for going on at least a year at this point? I think the best thing about being in Utah is being able to go to college. Uh, college was a big thing for me growing up. Uh, not too many of my family members had the opportunity to go to college. So just being here to experience, you know, schooling and, and football at Division One college level has just been a huge blessing. Plus, uh, I had uh, the opportunity for my, my whole family to move out, so they've, they've been loving it too. Awesome. Keanu, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. There you go, Keanu Saleh-Apaga, and you can tell he's enjoying his time in Provo. He says just it's an honor to be in school, to go to college. He said his family, and not a lot of them, have gone to college. He's getting a college education, playing football at the same time, and I can tell you this much, the coaches at BYU believe he has an NFL future ahead of him. We'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition because, of course, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to jump from each level to the next level. High school, many people don't even make it to the college level, and making the next jump to the pro level from the college level is 
even harder. So we'll see how it goes for him, but I'm rooting for him. I really enjoyed my conversation with Keanu and can't thank him enough for taking the time. A couple of notes for you guys before we go on today's podcast is that BYU women's soccer is in action tonight at Southfield. The number 10 ranked BYU Cougars are facing off against 12th ranked Texas A&M. That'll be at Southfield at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It'll be televised on BYU TV. Of course, Southfield has been packed so far this season, actually averaging over 100% of their capacity. It's a fantastic way to spend a Thursday evening if you guys are looking for something to do. You also can check out BYU Women's Volleyball. They're headed to Wichita State for the Shocker Open, I believe is what it's called. They're facing off against host Wichita State tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can find a live stream link on the BYU Cougars website. It's a fantastic way to support the women's volleyball team as they try to win three matches this weekend on the road. So there you go. Rundown of what's happening in other BYU sports tonight. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday edition of the show. Pardon my voice. Hopefully it'll be better tomorrow. Have a little more for you. Hoping to have Ryan Abraham on the show tomorrow to talk about USC in particular and what the Cougars are facing when they face off on Saturday. Please check out all of our sponsors on today's show. Vivid Seats, my bookie, and of course our title sponsor on the podcast, Deseret First Credit Union. Thank them for their continued patronage of Locked On Cougars. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Enjoy whatever's left of your Thursday, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 12th, 